Happy Thursday. Welcome back to another episode of the Aim For You Ladies podcast, where we focus on self-acceptance, our mindset, and living our best life. I'm your host, Sophia Tuckett. Today, I'm diving into the dating process with Sarah, who's not only a relationship coach, but she's a fellow friend of mine. She has been a relationship coach now for over three and a half years. And if you are looking to level up your relationship in any way, Sarah is the one you want to get in contact with. So let's dive in. Sarah, what brought you into relationship coaching? Um, The short answer is fate. The long answer is I think my curiosity from a very young age, I just loved love. And maybe because my role models of healthy relationships weren't really good, um, I really wanted to find out what makes relationship last so I made it my mission to understand it and um, you know I studied sociology and then I went into the certification program of coaching and that's where I am now it actually happened really naturally Um, I just followed my instinct and yeah I I love it like I wanted to know what's the difference between people who have relationships that last a lifetime or, you know, 10, 20, 30 years and relationships who only last a couple of years. I really wanted to understand what's happening there. And that drove me to coaching basically, because I, I feel like I, I know now, and I made it my mission to make other people's relationship healthier. So we can all thrive a little bit more. Nice. I like that. So we're going to dive into the dating process. What is it about the dating process that you think women um, struggle with? Well, probably number one is the lack of confidence. And you probably discovered that too. I think that's like the driving force. If the foundation is not stable, then the dating process is usually really um, like tough and uncomfortable and sometimes sad. So I think number one is definitely the lack of confidence, not knowing what your needs are and too high of standards. I think some people have unrealistic standards that are not even theirs. They just took it from society and what you see on TV. And that actually causes them to not have a really successful dating process. That's interesting. Unrealistic standards. Can you elaborate on that? Because I don't know if you could have unrealistic standards. (laughs) Yeah, well, there's actually a really cool podcast about it. Um, Usually women, if you ask them what they want, what they look for in a man, they have a list of 100 qualities and they want someone who is financially stable, who's who's loyal, who's funny. And they have like hundreds and hundreds of qualities. And if something is not aligned with the list, they, they think that that's not the person for them. Whereas if you look and ask men what they want, their list is pretty short. And um, yeah, I think it's, that's where women actually tend to struggle because they have that huge list and it's not realistic that there's going to be a person who's going to actually live up to those standards because we all have flaws. Plus, humans also evolve. So just because someone doesn't have that quality doesn't mean that they can actually um, grow into that quality over time. Mm. That's an interesting point because it actually makes me think about how sometimes um, even men and women, we look outside ourselves. Like 
for that sense of contentment in relationships. So, you know, it could be that sense of happiness, looking for it from someone else to for someone else to fulfill. And maybe that becomes the unrealistic part of the list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think also some people have that super strict list, but they don't even embody the qualities themselves. They kind of just want like a mentor, someone they can Mm. look up to, but they're actually not living up to those standards. And that's, I think, the paradox too, because they have those expectations for others, but they actually don't have those expectations when it comes to themselves. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Have you ever experienced that with any of your clients where their expectations they weren't even meeting for themselves? Oh, yeah. Um, I had a couple who really valued financial stability and they wanted their man to be super successful have like a high position and also have like a six pack. <laughs> if you looked at their lives, they didn't really value exercise, for instance, and their position wasn't high, but they expected that from the men and they didn't date anyone that didn't embody those, those qualities or didn't have those achievements. Mm, yeah. I always find those, um, even with like my girlfriends, you know, just listening to them and what their expectations are in some of their relationships um, while dating. And it's like, wow, but I, I do see it. I definitely do see it. Pity because there are a lot of men and I think it's also unfair to have, especially when it comes to career and financial, the, the financial aspect. I think it's not fair to men to put the pressure on them and only date someone who's financially super successful because you know, it's not as easy, even for men. And I think women forget a man who's super successful and has a high position uh, usually doesn't have a lot of time. <laughs> and then they're, you know, upset because the man is at work all the time. Right. Not giving them any quality time kind of thing. So what would be two aspects of the dating process women should be excited about? I think number one is just having the ability to meet new people and get to know someone. Um, I think that's a very exciting part. And also like the, the chemistry part, um, being able to experience attraction. And, you know, when you meet someone that you're attracted to, you're sometimes on a high. And I think that's a nice experience in life to be able to have that high and to have that feeling of being attracted to someone is something really worth experiencing. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's a really good point because that high, when you are in that dating process, it seems like it's almost like you have clouds of like (laughs) hearts around your eyes. You almost get blinded by them. Right. So it's a, it's actually fun. Right. I mean, it's amazing if you, you can see some people that are in love. I mean, I don't know if you if you ever experienced that, but I had that with friends, you can totally see in their faces that they're in love. They were so happy. They were just bright and um, so energized. And I think it's, it's really a blessing to have that opportunity. And if you date a lot, you have that opportunity, even if it doesn't turn into something long-term, it's still a a really nice experience to have. Plus you learn so much about yourself when you date. Mm -hmm. And 
what advice would you give some of the ladies listening that are maybe nervous or scared to date because they've never really put themselves out there? Yeah, I, I, I hear that. I get that. Um, well, I think first you really need to work on your confidence and ask yourself if you truly believe that you can find someone out there. And I think that will help you to, to get over the fear and get more comfortable um, in a dating process. You have to just face the fear and do it. And just remember that you can always leave and you can always just maybe start writing with that person. You don't have to meet them right away and see how it feels. And if it's something not for you, let's say online dating, then you can, you know, just decide not to do it anymore, but at least try and just be brave. See the big picture. Yeah, that's good advice. Be brave. You know, you really have nothing to lose when you put yourself out there because one, you'll end up meeting somebody amazing or you're going to meet a bunch of um, potential uh, potentials that end up being they end up teaching you something about yourself, right? Exactly. Yeah. What type of mindset would you say would be the best to adapt when moving into the dating process? Mm hmm. Well, believe and feel that you're worthy of genuine love. Trust your instinct. Um, believe that there are amazing men out there or amazing women, depending on what you're looking for. And just tell yourself that it's possible to find the right person. You only need that one person. And let yourself enjoy the process mm-hmm. of finding the right person. Mm-hmm. When you say believe, I find that it's so... Um... For some, belief and faith is really hard to, you know, carry. How would you suggest, you know, someone to get into that space where they're believing this is going to be the right choice for them to put themselves out there to start dating? Mm-hmm. Well, I can totally understand if you at least had bad experience and you never really like maybe seen healthy love that it might be difficult to believe that there is genuine love for you. So I think it should be, you should surround yourself with genuine love, whether that's, you know, on, on social media or keep looking in your surroundings, maybe see if your friends have healthy relationships and program yourself to, to see that there it is possible and that there are people who experience real love. I think that would help you to believe because your brain will see proof for it. I think just, just look for it look for evidence that, that there is, there is true love. Yeah. So here's a really interesting question that came to mind and you might feel like, Oh, why is she asking me this? But like when you come or not you, but if anyone comes from like a broken family, me, for example, so I've never really experienced, you know, um, parents in love and, you know, that affectionate side on a regular basis. So what would you, what type of advice would you give to a listener that's kind of dating every once in a while, but kind of putting them, pushing themselves back and not giving their, their all within these relationships, like running away. I know I used to experience that all the time. Or if I met someone, I remember even with my partner now, um, he seemed too good to be true. So it's kind of like sabotaging the relationship when we first started dating. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely on the same boat. Um, I didn't have, you know, I come from a broken 
family and there was even betrayal. So that definitely instilled a lot of wounds for me. And I remember that I have had a lot of walls up um, when I was dating. But I mean, you can tell me what changed for you. If you said that in the beginning, you thought that was too good to be true. What changed for you? What made you believe that it's, it is true? That's a good question. I think for me, it was the consistency, right? Mm-hmm. So the consistency was something I've never really experienced in anyone else. So, you know, I think about my, like, if I thought if I took a moment and think about like past relationships or the way my dad was as, as a child or my brother, um, like not so much my brother, cause we were both kids, but like as growing up and like in our adult relationship. So it's the consistency was something that my partner still to this day has that, that would never really shined through anywhere else. And to me, that speaks volumes, right? That loyalty. Definitely. Yeah. I think consistency, it's a huge factor in dating and making a relationship last for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, what helped me is to work on myself. I think I wouldn't be where I am if I wouldn't have worked on myself for so many years. So that's why, you know, going through therapy or hiring a coach is, I think, really essential um, in that process. Just Cognitively, I think you have to reprogram yourself and you have to see that just because you experienced something and that was your example, it doesn't make it the majority. Um, And I think that's what I mentioned before too, to surround yourself with people who have healthy love and read about healthy relationships and just look for evidence that it's possible. That will help your brain to believe it, that it's also possible for you because there's no reason to believe that whatever happened to you in childhood and to your family, that that's something you're going to experience too, because that's in your control. Good point, Sarah. Thank you for that. What advice would you give to a potential client that's been dating for a while, wanting to settle down, but going through the process of dating, don't get me wrong, like we're in the world of, you know, lockdown and such off and on, but Going through the process of dating, they haven't really found anyone or really connected with anyone through the dating process. They're having a hard time to find that authentic connection. How -hmm. would you support that individual? Well, there, I think there are many options. You either, I think you start with questioning what is missing, go back to the past and see what made you connect or when was the last time you connected to someone and what made you connect to them. And then I think practically just see what you can do differently. Um, if you maybe just focus on online dating, see what you can do offline. I mean, now I think everything is opening up more or less. So you can explore. I mean, there is um, blind dating. There are events that are around meeting new people. Um, maybe using your network network and asking friends if they know someone. I mean, there are matchmaking companies. There are so many options. It all depends how how committed you are to that process. And maybe that's also a sign that you just need to take time for yourself and enjoy your own company. And um, mm-hmm. I remember um, when I was like single for like three and a half years and before I met my partner and what I had done. So in my 20s, like so long ago, I read an Oprah magazine and there was like some like love doctor or something on it. And in the article in there and in the article, it spoke about um, 
writing down a hundred qualities you want in a partner. And I wasn't able to do that, but I was able to come up with like 15 solid qualities. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the, the whole thing was you're supposed to read these qualities morning and night, every single day for like 21 days or as long as you needed to do it. And like, I preach this to girlfriends and to some of my male friends and family members that are single and long story short, even still to this day, like those handwritten 15 qualities, um, my partner hits like Mm. to the T. Mm. So you manifested him completely (laughs) manifested his ass. Like I am such a strong believer. You can manifest that partner, especially Mm. when you've been in like a shitty relationship and you know what you do not want to put up with, you can manifest that. Yeah, I've I've done that too. But I think some people, you need to be careful um, to really include how you want to feel around that person too. And maybe add, um, because what happened to me is that I had a list, but I also focused on on the physical aspect. I don't know if you you know Matthew Hesse. Um, Do you know him? He's like a... He's a pretty famous coach, relationship coach. And I remember like it was 10 years ago. I thought he was so hot. So I wanted to attract someone who looked like that. (laughs) And I actually did. It's crazy. I did uh, attract someone who was very similar looking to him. But personality wise, (laughs) it was horrible. It wasn't a fit at all, which made me me think like, oh, you really have to be precise um, and really watch out what you're wished for and also go deeper into qualities and how you would like to feel around that person. Yeah. That's a part of it. And then, you know, not the most important aspects. (laughs) That's a good point. Quality. So, um, how, so for me, I did a lot of qualities like loyalty, trust, like things like that, but I didn't spend any time around, um, how do I want this person to make me feel? Because I do feel Sometimes you need to be able to bring those feelings up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, I think it, it definitely helps to to be more precise and you don't you know you don't have to say oh I want to feel I don't know beautiful all the time around them or something like that. But what what essentially would you like to feel when you're with someone? And, and focus on that because I think it's an important aspect too. Um, Sarah, could you share three tips that can support the listeners to be more authentic while moving through the dating process? Do you mean with authentic, just being yourself? Or- yeah, because you know how sometimes we put on these masks. Mm-hmm. So you want to show up as like this, like this well put together woman, <laughs> uh, just to speak, whatever it is, you know, that's your thing. Sometimes we wear these masks. So like, How could we kind of pull those masks down to be more authentic to who we really are when we are with our friends? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you know the the phrase, I'm feeling myself? I've I've seen it a lot on social media. Sometimes someone posts a picture and then it says, I'm feeling myself, which basically means that you're super confident in yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's what you need to practice, um, especially before a date. So make sure you are feeling yourself, you're confident. So whether it's meditating to calm yourself down, listening to uplifting music or putting clothes on that you feel confident in. For me, it's dancing. That gives me a lot of confidence. So dancing before a date or in general, just making sure that 
you have a healthy confidence level. Because if you're confident, it's so much easier to show up authentically because you're not afraid that someone might reject you, right? Because you, it doesn't matter really. Um, right. They're also shifting the mindset from, I have to impress that person or will I be good enough to let's have fun and see what the person is like and just turn into curiosity and be curious about that other person. Um, and I guess the last point will be to just be honest. If it's some, if there's something that you embarrassed about, I mean, let's say you're embarrassed about your laugh, then tell your date. And I think it will be really freeing to just be able to share the parts of yourself that you're embarrassed with. And I think that will show if the other person is ready to accept you the way you are. Yeah. I like that, you know, share an insecurity and see how that individual, you know, takes it. Or if they end up, you know, making you feel comfortable, you know what I mean? Like, what? Don't worry about that. That's like not even, you know what I mean? Or if they brushed off because they're not even phased by it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Everybody wants to be loved by someone for the version they're presenting. Like everyone wants to be loved for who they are. Right. So the, the faster you do that, the more you show up of yourself, the, the easier it will be to actually find the right person and not be surprised after like six months that the person you're dating either is annoyed by you or you are annoyed by the person because it's not like, it's not how they were in the beginning. Right. You hear that a lot too. So true. Yeah. It's definitely scary, but it's worth it. (laughs) I think it's definitely worth it because at the end of the day, if you've been, you know, going through the dating process for um, a couple of years and, you know, settling down and having the kids, the family is kind of where you envision your life to be. Mm-hmm. I think at some point you really got to step out of that uh, comfort zone to really put yourself in that vulnerable, vulnerable space. Yeah, definitely. And I, I hear from so many people that actually the partner's love the person more if they actually show up authentically with all the flaws you actually start to love them more because you're being you you're being authentic and that's attractive and that way there's no surprises right yeah plus it's really exhausting to be someone you're not (laughs) if you have low self-esteem it's just something you feel like you need to do to be accepted so it's so true it's it's definitely not easy but you can definitely I mean you know it can definitely yes. raise your self-worth and feel confident and have fun either yeah. if it's dating or in a relationship because I don't I feel like it's not supposed to be so hard and filled with drama like it seems <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so Sarah do you have any final words you want to share in regards to you know the dating process and just what what would you tell the listeners? Well, I think I would just like to encourage everyone to really try to have more fun while dating and enjoy the process and be curious, um, know what you want, have fun and trust, trust your instincts and trust that there is someone who's going to be a good fit for you. Because if you think about it, we're 8 billion people. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the chances are pretty high that you're going to find someone. You just, I think it's just important to, to have that foundation. That's all the foundation of confidence and self-worth and beliefs that are empowering and not lake mentality, for instance, because that will attract 
not the right person into your life or no people at all. <laughs> I do agree with that. Thank you for those final words. Um, so I'm going to link all of Sarah's information on how you can find her on social media. If you want to work with her, her website, all the fine print in the call notes. Thank you, Sarah. And I'm so grateful you were able to share this space with me. Thank you, Zofia. I hope you found today's episode useful. If you haven't yet done so, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Follow me at hashtag aim for you ladies on Instagram or on LinkedIn at aim for you consulting. Until next week, be well.